0: Hey everybody, Foggy Jack here, and as part of my 61 days of Halloween, I am adding some episodes of it to my Patreon account. You can listen to those Patreon episodes if you're a Patreon member or if you're a Spotify Premium member here on Spotify. Um, If you would like to listen to those episodes, the info is all in the show notes. Thank you guys for supporting me here in the 61 days of Halloween. I did want to give you guys something a little special also while you're here. If you want to listen to that Patreon episode, go check that out, or listen to this following clip. Brought to you by Pumpkin Spice Soda. It is Foggy Jack's 61 Days of Halloween. Hello everybody, my name is Foggy Jack, and I'm the Shock Bazaar Mental Mentalist, and the host of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Now, let's head on down to the pumpkin patch for more. This is Boris Karloff speaking. I'm here with a story for you from the files of the Reader's Digest. This is the story of William Shakespeare's hometown. From October to April, life in this ancient market town of Stratford-on-Avon flows as gently as the river itself, but comes the spring and business booms. Long lines of pilgrims pay their shillings to see the house where Shakespeare was born, his mother's girlhood cottage, the property he bought when he returned as the local 'er ne'er-do-well who had made good. Stratford-on-Avon is now second only to London, the chief dollar-making tourist haunt in Britain. But it took Stratford 250 years to wake up to its Shakespearean opportunities. In his day, Shakespeare's fellow citizens regarded him as a rather dubious blessing. To them, the theatre was a den of vice. For almost a century and a half, the only outsiders interested in Stratford were occasional scholars. And it wasn't until 1769 that a local landlord was able to rally his townsmen to a public celebration of Shakespeare's anniversary. That year, the great David Garrick came from London to organise a festival. With cannon salvos, public breakfasts and fireworks, there was everything except a Shakespearean performance. For a hundred years, this kind of celebration prevailed. Local businessmen made a little bit of pocket money out of the visitors, but the town seemed destined to remain a big, dull village. It was saved from this fate by a bearded giant of a brewer named Charles Edward Flower. It started when, back in 1870, the local folk wanted to erect a monument to Shakespeare. Said Flower, Shakespeare means plays, good ones. The monument we want is a theatre where people can come and see those plays. Flower scoured England to raise money for a theatre, but the London press and the big wigs snubbed him. They called Stratford dull, forsaken, and said that its citizens were nobodies. Flower roared back. We've waited nearly 300 years for the somebodies to do something. Now we'll show what the nobodies can do. He built a theatre with his own money, and Stratford was on its way. Other local citizens went to work to remake their once sleepy community. And they stripped from their homes, shops and inns the ugly plaster fronts added in later centuries to reveal the fine timbered facades that lined the streets when Shakespeare lived fireplaces, cupboards, panels, beams, all the handsome Elizabethan details have been restored. And now the entire town is a living monument to William Shakespeare, shared by the plain folk of Stratford with the people of the whole world. I found the story of Stratford-on-Avon in the Reader's Digest back files, but in the current December issue of the magazine, there's the story of another small city with a big list of visitors. The city of this story is in France, the attraction, not a man, but a cathedral. The cathedral was built many centuries ago by the whole town. Men and women pitted the slight strength of their bodies against the heartless weight of stone to bring heavy limestone blocks from the quarries seven miles away into the town. Stone by stone, year by year, the church rose. The style in which it grew was new then. The soaring style of the pointed arch and the flying buttress, which today we call Gothic. And the town, Chartres. The whole story of the miracle of Chartres, the building of the Christmas story in stone, appears in the December issue of the Reader's Digest. I'll be joining you soon again with more transcribed stories, but until next time, this is Boris Karloff saying goodbye.
1: up. Uh-huh. The house is haunted by the echo of your last goodbye. My house is haunted by the memories that refuse to die. I can't get away from a vision of dreams. Intimate glimpses of intimate things. A voice in my heart like a torch singer sings. I wonder who's kissing her now. The house is haunted by the echo of your favorite song. The place is cluttered up with roses that have lived too long, much too long. The ceiling is white, but the shadows are black. A ghost in my heart says you'll never come back. The house is haunted by the echo of your last goodbye.